Welcome to the Everyday Chant Shrimad Bhagavatam class. Today we are so fortunate to have Her Grace Vanmalini Manjari Devi Dasi. Ataji is going to enlighten us on Shrimad Bhagavatam Canto 5 Chapter 11 Verse 9. Hare Krishna Mataji, kindly take over the call whenever you are ready. Hare Krishna Mataji, please accept my humble obeisances. My humble obeisances to all the devotees on the call. Uh, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and uh, Guru Maharaj. Thank you all so much uh, for letting me do this service. Um, I feel myself very fortunate um, to be in the association of devotees during the morning hours and discussion of Sajatam. We'll read, um, we'll pray um, Mangalacharan prayers first and then we'll go to the verse. Om Agnyanati Mirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshuran Militam Nena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Vishtam Tapitam Nena Bhutale Swayam Rupaha Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Utapadakamalam Sri Guru Vaishnavamsha Sri Rupa ಶ್ರೀರೂಪಂ ಸಾಗ್ರಜಾತಂ ಸಹಗನರಘುನಾಜಾನ್ವಿತೀವಂ ಸಾಧ್ವೈತ ಸಾವಧೂತ ಪರಿಜನ ಸಹಿತ ಕೃಷ್ಣಚೈತನ್ಯದೇವೃಷ್ಣಪಾನ್ ಸಹಗಣಲಿತಾಶಾಕಾನ್ವಿತಾಕೃಷ್ಣಕರುಣಾಸಿಂಧೋ ಗೋಪೇಶ ಗೋಪಿಕಾಕಾಂತಮೋಸ್ತೆ ಸಪ್ತಕಾಂಚನ ಗೌರಾಂಗೀ ರಾಧೇ ವೃಂದಾವನೇಶ್ವರಿ ವೃಷಭಾನುಸುತೆ ದೇವಿ ಪ್ರಣಮಿ ಹರೀ ವಾಂಚಾಕಲ್ಪತರುಭ್ಯಶ್ಚ ಕೃಪಾಸಿಂಧೂಭ್ಯಚ ಪತಿಭ್ಯೋ ವೈಷ್ಣವೇಭ್ಯೋ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭುನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶ್ರೀಅದ್ವೈತಗದಾಧರ ಶ್ರೀವಾಸಾದಿ ಗೌರಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೇ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೇ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೇ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ನಾರಾಯಣ ನಮಸ್ಕೃತ್ಯರಂಚೇವನೋತ್ತಮ ದೇವೀಂ ಸರಸ್ವತಿ ವ್ಯಾಸ ತಯಮುದೀರೈತ ನಷ್ಟಪ್ರಾಯು ಅಭದ್ರೇಶು ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಭಾಗವತ ಸೇವಯ ಭಗವದ್ಯುತ್ತಮಶ್ಲೋಕೆ ಭಕ್ತಿರ್ಭವತಿ ನೈಸ್ಥಿತಿ ಸುಂವಗಾಂಸ್ವತೃಷ್ಣ ಪುಣ್ಯಸವನಕೀರ್ತನೃದಯಂತಸ್ತೋಹ್ಯಭದ್ರಾಣಿ ವಿಧುನೋತಿ ಸುಹೃತ್ಸತೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಫೈವ್ ಪಾಯಿಂಟ್ ಲೆವೆನ್ ಪಾಯಿಂಟ್ ನೈನ್ ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಅ ಕಾನ್ವರ
and uh, Chadabharata is enlightening or giving knowledge, Jnana, to Kingrahuguna. And all the previous verses, if we see uh, from almost the beginning uh, of the chapter, we see King, uh, uh, sorry, we see Jadabharata speaking about the role of mind for how the mind contaminates, how the mind under the control of three modes of material nature makes the living entity do the things, get himself attached to the pious and impious activities, makes, may, gives him so many designations, like he's a father, he's a son, he's an Indian, he's an American, he's somebody, he's somebody like that, how it help, makes him go in different kinds of designations and uh, makes him feel uh, like different people and different species and then how it causes him to get bonded more and more and the same mind can help him to liberate also but the same mind can uh, is the cause for bonding also so that is what King uh, Jadabharata is trying to explain to King uh, Rahuguna so we, I just will read the purport of uh, sorry, translation of verse 8 and we'll go to verse 9. When the living entity's mind becomes absorbed in the sense gratification of the material world, it brings about his conditioned life and suffering within the material situation. However, when the mind becomes unattached to material enjoyment, it becomes the cause of liberation. When the flame in a lamp burns the wick improperly, the lamp is blackened. But when the lamp is filled with ghee and is burning properly, there is bright illumination. Similarly, when the mind is absorbed in material sense gratification, it causes suffering. And when detached from material sense gratification, it becomes, it brings about the original brightness of Krishna consciousness. So all these verses in this chapter are very technical. It's not like a story. Um, which role is playing what, who is saying what, like that. So this is jnana, technical. So if we see Bhagavad Gita also, first six chapters, Krishna uh, comes, uh, teaches about the Karma Yoga and slowly brings him to Bhakti. So 7 to 12 is Bhakti, speaks about Bhakti, pure devotion. And then again from 13 to 18 is about jnana. So the most uh, toughest chapter, if anyone... Uh, really want to understand in detail will be the 13th chapter, the beginning 13th chapter, Kshetra, Kshetra, Gna, and all. Like, um, it takes time, it won't really, in, really immediately sink in because it's more about technicalities of this material world um, and all those things. So, all these technicalities actually uh, are, should help us to go to Bhakti. That, that's the whole reason of analyzing the material nature is to understand its role in its proper position that it is um, um, it is uh, it is under the control of supreme lord and we are actually um, our lords uh, uh, we can be we can be in the lord's superior energy and we and then we uh, surrender to lord but most of the time it so happens that people get caught up in the technicalities of these things um, and then nowadays, if we see uh, these uh, uh, all these topics, the mind, how the mind works, how to control mind, you will be hearing a lot of lectures on the. You will be seeing a lot of people speaking about all these things in the YouTube, and they may not be uh, pleased also. Uh, they speak all these technicalities. The whole purpose of learning all these technicalities, the has to 
culminate in bhakti, karma has to culminate in bhakti and render service to the Supreme Lord. So the next verses are purely technical, so we may be able to cover more verses today. Um, so I'll start with verse 9. Eka dasanmana sohi vrittya akutaya panchadiyo vimanaha matrani karmani puramchatasam vadhanti haikadasa veerabhumihim Translation and perfect by Srila Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Ekadasa, 11, asan, dirar, manasaha of the mind, he certainly, vrutyaha, activities, akutayaha, senses of action, pancha, five, diyaha, senses for gathering knowledge, abhimanaha, false ego, matrani, different sense objects, karmani, different material activities, puramcha, and the body, society, nation, family, or place of nativity. Tasa, of those functions, padanti, they say, ha, o, ekadasa, levan, vira, o, hero, bhumihi, fields of activity. So Jarabhartha is addressing here King Ramakuna, this O, Zero, O, Vira. So there are five working senses and five knowledge, knowledge acquiring senses. There is also the false ego. In this way, there are 11 items for the mind's functions. O, Hero, the objects of senses such as sound and touch, the organic activities such as evacuation and the different types of bodies, society, friendship and personality, or considered by learned scholars the fields of activity for the functions of the mind. As, as we discussed, um, as we kind of summarized in the beginning, Chadavarata is speaking about the activities of mind and how, what mind will do. Actually, mind is very, 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 very powerful. And the same mind is uh, can be controlled by us but we mostly get under the control of the mind and the senses. Just because we have controlled the mind, it is not that it will be un, in, un, in that stage always. Unless we are holding on to the feet, lotus feet of the Supreme Lord, it's very difficult to control the mind. That's what in Bhagavad Gita we learn, right? A person who knows to differentiate between right and wrong also get carried away by a roaming sense. Because mind helps him to carry, get carried away by the roaming sense. So, the five, there are five working senses. We all know the five working senses are uh, all uh, like um, I always uh, take time in figuring, naming them. So, the five working senses are hands, legs mouth, rectum, and genitals. And the five knowledge acquiring senses are um, eyes, nose, ears, mouth, and skin. This is how the senses give information, communicate to the mind. Whatever they see using eyes, nose, whatever they see, uh, whatever they hear, uh, uh, sorry, nose, whatever they smell. By smell, we, can, we will be able to tell about the object that we are smelling. So they give the information to the mind, and mind gives them back the information that, okay, this is something, this is this, is this, this is this. Ears, mouth, they do the taste, and skin, we have the 
touch. So these are the five knowledge acquiring senses and we have five working senses. You all know these basic things. Um, I mean, I'm just uh, recollecting them uh, for the subject matter that we are discussing here. There is also the false ego. So ego is identification of us. So the real ego is that we are soul and we are constitutionally servants of the Supreme Lord. Nowhere in any transaction we remember this. It's very difficult. Devotees who are engaged in the service of the Lord also, we get carried away by the designations there also. In the material life anyway, we are having a lot of designations and we will be referred by those designations like kids will call us mom, husband will call us something, father will call us something, wife will call us something. So we are often referred to, uh, referred to those designations and it's very difficult for us to um, practice that no, I'm a soul uh, and then uh, always thinking uh, equally like that. And even in the spiritual uh, life, like when we come to the spiritual arena also, we get carried away by different kinds of designations, by the services that we do, uh, we get glorified by them, or uh, by the positions that we do, we get glorified or we get uh, called by those names, and then we get carried away by this. And when we face a challenge, um, and then unknowingly, because of the position that we are carrying, we get offended. When anybody, like let's say you, if you are singing every day, very, uh, you are a good singer and you do good bhajans. One day you don't do a good bhajan and somebody, not like you did, you did not do, somebody don't like your bhajan, misunderstood. And they come and say anything, you get carried away by that. And then uh, you will immediately get offended because we have, we have identified with our designation as a good singer. And we are, um, we unknowingly, we are carrying that. So that's why when somebody says something, because we are seeking that honor from that person that he should come and say only that we are a good singer, um, and then that doesn't happen, then we get offended actually. Same with our speaking, those who are speaking also. Um, like it is Krishna's mercy that is we speak good. Uh, all the time it's Krishna's mercy that how we are speaking and Guru's mercy. But we get carried away when anybody says that you know, you're doing good job, you're saying so nicely, wonderful lecture, um, uh, enlightened and all those things. And then the days we don't hear those, then we get, uh, because we got attached to those, we think that, oh, we didn't do a good job and all. So the false ego identifies us falsely. Our real identification is the soul and the soul's constitutional position is the servant of the Supreme Lord. So when we have this in mind, like I am the servant of the Supreme Lord, keep this, keep saying to the, uh, like you know, I kind of tried this, like people try different kind of affirmations. So usually when before I come here, 6.20, my day starts two, three hours before itself. So, and then this is something I keep telling to myself, like to keep me in my real position and not get attached, not get seeking all these things is that I am the servant of the Supreme Lord. That is my constitutional position and I am soul. When we keep telling to us this and when we keep meditating on that, but seeking of honor, seeking uh, of respect, uh, like all the other things that we are seeking from different designations that we are getting, that will reduce actually and keep us grounded. And But the false ego is very powerful because it makes us identify with a lot of things which are not we. 
we are actually a soul and we are servant of this world. So false ego is identifying as false ego. In this way, there are 11, element, 11 items for mind's functions. So this is where the mind functions actually on all these things. Oh, hero, the objects of the senses such as sound and touch, the organic activities such as evacuation, and the different types of bodies, society, friendship, and personality are considered by learned scholars the fields of activity for the functions of the mind. So this is, these are all the places where the mind acts and makes us bind to the body that we are. Oh, you are fat, you are thin, you are beautiful, you are uh, not beautiful, uh, you are an American, you are an Indian, based on the body that we are. You are an animal, you are a human. So that is the field of action of the mind. And then also the society that you belong to India, so you have to support Indians. You belong to this community, so you have to support this community. You have to speak for this community, you have to talk like this. And then friendship and personality. So these are all the fields of activities for the functions of the mind. The mind is a controller of the five knowledge acquiring senses and the five working senses. Each sense has its particular field of activity. In all cases, the mind is the controller or owner. Mind owns, mind controls all these things. By the false ego, one thinks oneself, the body, and thinks in terms of my body, my house, my family, my society, my nation, and so on. This we have discussed when we are, when we are talking about false ego. This my, 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 my actually makes us narrow-minded, makes us think like a frog in the well. We cannot think beyond that. So most of the time, then when we are fault-finding in others, or uh, when we are uh, accusing others of something, also, because we are so much obsessed with my, I am right. This is this is this is how it should happen. Uh, this is how it is. And anything happening, anything harming that my kind of threatens us, gives us fear. My house, my family, my society, my nation. So this this kind of an action is how the mind makes us feel by false ego, thinking that you are this. These false identifications are due to the expansions of the false ego. These are just the expansions of false ego because it starts with my body, right? And from then it extends to my house, my family, my society, my nation. We are not this body in the first place itself. But we started building a 10-story building on top of that body and then it goes to various levels sometimes. Uh, my city people, my my place people, or my workplace people, like that, it goes. Thus, one thinks that he is this or that. Thus, the living entity becomes entangled in material existence. So most of the time, we work for these false designations only. And we work for false designations, and we are in these false designations. And uh, our mind also, like, thinks about this only. It doesn't think, even though when we are chanting or uh, when we are going and doing in a temple or anything, so that concept that I am a soul, I am not anybody. I am a soul and I am servant of Krishna. If that thought is there, then everyone else we see as servant of Krishna. Everyone else is also a soul. Everyone else is also a part and parcel of Krishna. 
So they are same as we are. Then we don't really make any kind of distinction or we, um, we will be talking favorably to one and not to another. We have apprehension, we have like kind of uh, 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 certain kinds of theories about uh, for somebody. So all these things will go away. Then mostly we will be acting, we will be mostly fair and then we will be um, situated on our original nature, original position, original relationship and uh, who we are. But mind does not let us do that. So that's that's why we have to understand this, what um, uh, Jadabharata is saying, because this is where, how do we link this to King Rahuguna? King Rahuguna was thinking he's the king, he's a Kshatriya, and he's acting at that level. So he's acting at, an, uh, at a false ego and an extension of false ego. So that's why Jadabharata is bringing out this conversation. I'll go to next verse, 5.11.10. Ganda Kruti Sparsha Rasa Sravamsi Visargaratyartya Abhijalpa Silpa Ekadasam Sivikaranam Maminiti Sayyamaham Dvadasam Eka Ahuhu Translation of Prophet Vaishnava Prabhupada Ganda, smell, Akruti, form, Sparsha, touch, Rasa, taste Shavamsi and sound, Vishartha, evacuate king, Rati, sexual intercourse, Arti, movement, Abhijanta, speaking, Silpah, grasping and releasing, Ekadasam, eleventh, Sivakaranam, accepting as, Shika, sorry, Svikaranam, not Sivakaranam, Svikaranam, accepting as, Mama, mine, Iti, Tas, Sayyam, this body, Aham, I, Vadasam, twelfth, A.K. Sam Ahuhu have said. Sound, touch, form, taste and smell are the objects of the five knowledge acquiring senses. So we already spoke about five knowledge acquiring, five working senses. And the objects of five knowledge acquiring senses are sound, touch, form, taste and smell. Since you all have already read, um, we all have already read the third canto of Bhagavatam, it is explained so clearly how all these things come in the beginning of the creation, um, what comes from what, um, and all that was explained. It's very technical. It will be found in the third canto of Bhagavatam and many other places also, but third canto of Bhagavatam gives it in detail. Speech, touch, movement, evacuation, and sexual intercourse are the objects of the working senses. So these are the objects of the working senses. This is how the working senses work on, like this. Using the working senses, we touch, we speak, we move around, uh, we do all the natural calls and all those things. Besides this, there is another conception by which one thinks, this is my body, this is my society, this is my family, this is my nation, and so forth. This 11th function of the mind is called the false ego. According to some philosophers, this is the twelfth function and its field of activity is body. So this is, um, I've, I've been reading about this, like how there is a difference of opinion about the uh, elements of material nature. So when we, analyze, when we do the analyzation of the material nature, some say 24 elements, some say 25 elements. And uh, that analysis is called Sankhya. Sankhya. When we are uh, uh, analyzing the material nature, that is called Sankhya. 
as we discussed in the beginning, the whole purpose of analyzing the material nature, this jnana, the knowledge that we are acquiring right now, this, this should lead us to the, uh, to the Supreme Lord. This is not like, we should not think that after analyzing the material nature, this is what it is. I have known, uh, I have learned everything about this and let me lord over it. Now that is not the whole purpose. The whole purpose is to see how Krishna, how material nature under the control of Krishna, uh, how it takes, carries on the things. So when we know that this is what it is, the material world, that should give us um, feeling that, okay, this is what it is. There is nothing much of this. Actually, my senses are acting on the sense objects and I am watching them. As we see in Bhagavad Gita, in the beginning which self Krishna will say that it is nothing but your senses interacting with your sense object and your mind is focusing on that and it is making you feel that you are undergoing that but no how do we understand this like you know it is so uh, it is so difficult not to be uh, uh, not to get in, uh, affected by the happiness or distress um, and then uh, we sometimes even feel that that's not even possible. Uh, so whatever Krishna is saying is maybe uh, it's not even possible to see the things that are happening to us in our life as just the interactions of sense and sense objects and delineate ourselves from the mind and see that the mind is acting and able to do that. But because right now we are feeling like that because we are completely under the control of the mind and under the um, uh, on acting purely on body consciousness, purely, purely on body consciousness. The more we practice to detach ourselves from the bodily consciousness, the more we start realizing ourselves as a self, as a soul and start seeing. And then with the help of devotional service, our sadhana, Krishna helps us to grow and realize that everything is nothing but the interaction of senses and sense objects. And there are devotees, there are people who have come to that stage where they are not worried even if their body is going through the cancer or anything. They are always cheerful, they are always happy. It is not that they are not having the pain, but they are not associating with that pain. And I, I happen to hear from some people uh, about the pain management that Nowadays, the, uh, the doctors and all teach uh, people uh, to um, uh, to endure the pains. So they teach, they train the mind, and uh, 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 they help. So many people they come around and uh, they say like, you know, I've learned how to manage my pain, how to do this. So they are able to do that, even uh, uh, even not knowing about Bhagavad Gita and all those things. So similarly, there are uh, devotees who have uh, come on the soul platform and they, 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 are not, uh, uh, they are not affected by the things that are happening to their body. If we look like if we who are not um, uh, self-realized and who are bodily conscious go and see, we will be wondering how they are doing what they are doing with the body that they are having. Uh, with so much sickness, with so many things happening to them, uh, and then how they are able to do. And then I often, uh, I often get that realization when I see His Holiness Jai Pataka Swami Maharaj, actually, because he is, he is like kind of a living example to show that 
he is soul conscious not body conscious so and there are many other devotees in the past also so that will happen and that is going to happen because that is the reality we are soul and we are not our body according to some philosophers this is the twelfth function and its uh, field of activity is the body so the false ego acts on the body there are different objects for the 11 items so all the 11 of them have different different things like how sound is for ears touch is for uh, skin like that false ego has body uh, uh, to act on through the nose we can smell by the eyes we can see by the ears we can hear and in this way we gather knowledge similarly there are karmendriyas the working senses the hands legs genitals rectum mouth and so forth when the false ego expands it makes one thing this is my body family society and country so this is what is about all these senses if we all notice actually we are seeing the sense objects and senses but we don't see the uh, de- uh, the devi devatas that are controlling these senses that information is given in the third canto of bhagavatam like how what is controlled by um, who and all those things uh, so that's the, that's the reason we see some people have a beautiful eyes uh, that means they have uh they have the uh, they um, they have um, they have eyes but they can't see um they have beautiful mouth but they can't speak so there is so something there is so much something that krishna helps us to do uh, to take care from internally that we don't acknowledge or we don't identify and by the mercy of krishna we get to speak by the mercy of krishna we get to see by the mercy of krishna we get to hear hear and by the mercy of krishna we feel the sensation that we are touching and we misuse all these things misuse all these things and we don't engage any of these things as a token of gratitude also in the service of krishna we engage all of them 24 by 7 in the sense gratification and because we are afraid of losing the sense gratification out of fear we approach krishna that oh krishna keep me safe keep my family safe keep the wealth that is coming into my family safe everything so our devotion is not pure our devotion is motivated by the uh, by the desires that we have unless we grow to a stage of pure devotion we will not be purified and we will be on the body be conscious so the next one says how all these things are working 5.11.11 ಸ್ವಭಾವಸ್ಯಕರ್ಮಕಲಕಾಲೇರ್ಕಾದಸಾಮಿನ್ಸೋಕಾರಸಹಸ್ರಸ್ಯಕೋಟಿಸ್ರ
this reminds most of us about the 13th chapter first verse the question uh, which uh, arjuna asks uh, to krishna ushkrita chintana purusha prakruti one more two more things he asks so he asks six questions six the difference between these six that is what um, first verse and second verse of 13th chapter is so let's go and read this verse dravya swabhavasya ಕಾಲೈರೇಕಾದಸಾಂಸಿಮನಸೋಕಾರಸ್ಟಿಸ್ಟಿಸ್ಟಿಸ್ಟಿಸ್ಟಿಸ್ಟಿಸ್ಟ
I want to become pure devotee of you. I want to do that. I want to chant quality runs. I want to be away from lust, anger, greed. I want to be away from all these bodily resignations. I want to, for once, I want to feel how I, uh, how I am as I am like a soul. So that desire should be there. From that, that should come from us. Then Krishna will make it happen. So, one should not think that all the interactions of these physical elements, rock and subtle, that cause the transformation of mind and consciousness are working independently. They are under the direction of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In the Bhagavad Gita, 15.15, this one Krishna says very nicely, this wonderful sloka is referred many times. Sarvasya chaham hrudi sanni vishto mattah smritir jnanam apohanam cha of all living beings, I am situated in their heart. Sannivista, Hrudi, in their heart. Mattaha, from me comes Smruti, remembrance, Jnanam, knowledge, Apohanam, forgetfulness. Everything comes from Him. Smruti, Jnanam, when we are when we are desiring for lot of sense gratification, immediately we forget Krishna. When we are thinking of serving the Lord a lot, then we will be enlightened. We will be using our intelligence to distinguish this is sense gratification, this is service to Lord. Vedaishya Sarvair Ahameva Vedu. This verse is also referred earlier when we were discussing about Veda Vadarata and Tatravadis. Vedanta Krut Vedavid Eva Chaham. So this is, I am seated in everyone's heart and from me comes remembrance, knowledge and forgetfulness. By all the Vedas, I am to be known. Indeed, I am the compiler of Vedanta and I am the knower of the Vedata, Vedanta. So this is what Krishna is, Prabhupada is referring here. So, Krishna says that Lord is situated in everyone's heart. Sarvasya chaham rudisan nivishto mattasmrutir jnanam apohanam cha. As mentioned herein, super soul, kshetragnya, is directing everything. Kshetragnya. Kshetragnya is the one who knows about the kshetra. Kshetra is body, a field of activity. And who knows about that body is kshetragnya. So even the soul is also Shetragna and super soul is also Shetragna. But what is the difference between the soul and the super soul is? Soul is only aware of his own body. So there is a limitation for the soul. Soul can move only his own hands and his own legs and he can talk. But when it comes to super soul, he is aware, Shetragna, he is aware. Shetragna is those who are aware of that field of activity. So we are also aware of the field of activity that on which we are acting, that is our own body. And Krishna is Shetragna of all the bodies. He knows about all the bodies. Just think about this. When we think about this, like let's say you, we are hurt by somebody. And Krishna, and they are not, and we will be happy if they come and apologize generally, I'm saying. And we are feeling very sad and bad. And then we go and keep, uh, uh, keep trying to uh, make that person say to sorry or and we are like, talking back or anything, uh, talking back to them or something like that. But if we are surrendered to Krishna, if we serve Krishna, we should understand that Krishna will be always in the service of the devotees. We don't need to worry about anything. The only thing that we have to do is serving Krishna because Krishna knows 
Krishna is present in everyone's body. Krishna knows everything. And if Krishna thinks that this is the need of this person as his duty in this material world, because he has come to this material world, he is playing this role of a father, mother or anything, he will take care of it because this soul has surrendered completely to Krishna. He has no other shelter other than Krishna. And Krishna never leaves his devotees. And if Krishna does the things, he will do it in more better than what we think we are doing for ourselves. So this confidence, this faith, this thing should come to us. When this comes to us, then we don't really worry about whatever is happening to us in our life. We may lose everything what we have right now. People may be insulting us and dishonoring us or anything. But if we give it over to Krishna and we have faith that Krishna is going to take care of it, and the Krishna is going, and I just need to be engaged in the service of the Krishna, that faith helps us not worry about the things, and those things won't become an obstacle for us in our life, in performing devotional service. Most of the times, the things that our mind brings back to us, like, okay, you, you, this person is not honoring you, this person is not praising you, uh, you don't have money, what are you going to do tomorrow uh, to your kids or anything? So all these things, which, all these uh, troubles which mind is showing us will become an obstacle for us in our service. If we understand that Krishna is Shetragna, Super Soul, is directing everything, and then he's going to take care of everything and I just have to surrender fully to Krishna, then we won't have any obstacle in our devotional service. So, Kshetragna means, though Kshetragna is somebody who knows about the Kshetra, and the Kshetra is the body, and Krishna and soul both knows about the body. So, the living entity is also Kshetragna. Prabhupada comes immediately to that. The living entity is also Shetragna, but the Supreme Shetragna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead because he knows about all the bodies. He is the witness and order giver. He knows everything. He sees everything. We don't need anybody else to uh, witness or anybody else to uh, uh, judge us and worry that they did not judge us right or uh, they are... We don't need acceptance from anybody. This is the biggest problem nowadays in the material world. Uh, And those who are uh, in the counselor jobs or uh, school counselors, they are very busy. They have a busy job. School counselors, uh, uh, psychiatrists and all, this is the biggest uh, problem. I'm not really uh, making fun or doing anything, but this is something, a biggest, biggest problem right now in the world. uh, That even the uh, high school kids, uh, they seek help. Because acceptance from the society has become a uh, litmus test for the people that you know the society has to accept me that I'm a great devotee. The society has to accept me that uh, I am a good singer. The society has to accept me. So this in this acceptance, uh, we are uh, having lot of problems. But we have to know that because the society accepts, we won't be given a next body or the uh, next thing like that. Krishna is the witness. He knows everything. He knows. Uh, he, we don't need to prove anything. He knows everything because he's inside our heart. He knows and he is witnessing and he is the order giver. Under his direction, everything takes place. The different inclinations of the living entities are created by his own nature or his expectations. And he is trained by the Supreme Personality of God through the agency of the material nature. See, the different inclinations we are having are created by us. 
like i want to enjoy gulab jamun or i want to enjoy this place have a tour i want to enjoy a lot of money these inclinations are created by us different inclinations of the living entities are created by our own nature or his expectations that is we and he is trained by the supreme personality of godhead so because we are desiring something krishna enables that for us krishna helps us to fulfill that with the help of the material nature because this material nature is under control of krishna krishna can do anything krishna is not under the control of material nature the body nature and physical elements are under the direction of the supreme personality of godhead they do not function automatically nature is neither independent nor automatic even nature works under the control of krishna and he says that in the bhagavad gita the famous verse again maya dakshena prakrutihi suyate sa sarajaram hetunanena kaunkeya jagat vipari vipari vartate so this material nature which looks so powerful to us which uh, uh, which is one of the uh, cause of the material miseries that we are having also works under the control of krishna maya dakshena prakriti maya me adhyakshena adhyakshena means i am supervising it is under my control prakriti material nature suyate manifest so both characharam the moving and the non moving hetuna for the reason anena this kaunteya usanaf kunti jagat the cosmic manifestation vipari vartate is working this material nature which is one of my energies is working under my direction usanaf kunti producing all moving and non moving beings under its rule this manifestation is created and inhaled again and again so prakriti is not independent prakriti is dependent on krishna and krishna will direct everything for a jeeva to fulfill his inclinations his desires so even though see how great is krishna like even we as father and mothers we won't be able to we will not be able to do that if a krishna if a kid says that i want to move out of this house um i want to be alone by myself Um, and then if they say that we as a parents we get to worry and we want them to be with us we won't facilitate that for them and if a krishna if a, if a kid says that i'm going to do this i'm going to do that and if we know for any reason that uh, that is not good for them uh, we will be telling uh, but we won't be facilitating the things for them but krishna respects our free will so much uh, he makes us feel that uh we are independent we are not dependent and in the background he works in the background he works and he enables the jeeva the jeeva just because all these things are there just because he has beautiful eyes he cannot see just because he has beautiful uh stomach or tongue he cannot digest with the help of krishna we are even digesting what we are eating and those people who are eating uh, things that are not prescribed by the scriptures are also getting digested their food with the help of krishna with the mercy of krishna they may not be acknowledging that they may not be knowing that we don't know we don't need many reasons to be grateful to krishna every day the simple thing that one day if we cannot digest the food that we are eating 
uh, if it sits in our body for one, two days, the kind of inconvenience, the kind of sickness that we feel itself uh, should make us feel thankful to Krishna as soon as we wake up in the morning. Uh, that Krishna, uh, uh, like you, you, make, you woke me up uh, with fit that I can chant your names, I can uh, service to you. But we are not grateful of what we are having. Um, the gratefulness uh, in the Ramayana, actually, uh, Sugriva, to Sugriva, Lakshmana tells, Lakshmana comes and tells to Sugriva that uh, any sin can be, um, uh, what, do you, what do we call that, Christ Chitta in English, um, atonement. Any sin can be atoned. Uh, but it is very, uh, uh, because Sugriva forgets completely that he has to help uh, Rama to find Mother Sita. Uh, after uh, after Lord Rama helps Sugriva to kill Wali and give his kingdom back, so Wali now Sugriva now goes back and he enjoys the kingdom. He enjoys with his wife Ruma, Tara, and all the beautiful women. And he is always uh, intoxicated. He lives always in intoxicated. So before going to his kingdom and enjoying, he will tell Lord Rama that now it is not the season to uh, fish. Uh, so in two months, uh, it will be a suitable season for searching Mother Sita. So until then, you live in a cave. And then he goes back to rule his kingdom. And uh, uh, Lord Rama and Lakshmana, they go into the cave and they live. And uh, Sugriva goes back and he gets uh, so intoxicated, enjoying his appliances and all. And a couple of times, Lakshmana comes and reminds. And then he says that, oh, I have already dispersed the people to search and all. At that time, Lakshmana comes and tells to Sugriva that there is atonement for any kind of a sin. Who are saying this? He says, Lord Brahma and all the great people are saying this. There is atonement for any sin. But there is no atonement for somebody who is ungrateful. So who is not um, grateful. For that soul, uh, there is no atonement. He tells to Sugriva. Because when Sugriva, uh, Sugriva is intoxicated, Lakshmana comes. Uh, and he sends first Tara. Tara is another intelligent woman in Ramayana. Uh, the way Tara speaks and uh, all we should understand how intelligent she is. So there are so many intelligent and great devotees uh, in Ramayana and Bhagavatam, uh, women who speaks uh, uh, so many wonderful points. So um, when uh, uh, he sends Tara and then Tara te uh, uh, tells to Lakshmana that no, 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 Sudhriva uh, did not forget. Um, he is actually um, uh, he is actually sending the people in the search. At that time, uh, so Lakshmana gets little pacified and he goes inside um, and he sees that uh, Sugriva is enjoying with uh, women and uh, wine and all, and he completely uh, forget. So at that time, uh, he says um, uh, he he instructs. Uh, uh, for uh, there is there is an atone, uh, there is atonement for the killer of cow, drunkards, thieves, uh, but for but one ungrateful people who has broken a woe, uh, who who breaks a woe, uh, woe and not grateful and not returns the uh, favor back, uh, there is no atonement for him. So that's how Sugriva tells, uh, sorry, the Lakshmana tells to Sugriva. And we act ungrateful day in, day out. We are not really happy with what we have. And then we are always lamenting for something which we don't have. And then we always crave, we always feel unhappy. The simplest things that are happening unknowingly in our body, 
we are not grateful uh, for those things because we are not intentionally breathing we are not intentionally digesting uh, whatever we are seeing we are able to understand whatever we are touching we are able to see because there are so many people who cannot do all those things and then we we are not grateful to them gratitude is a feeling uh, uh, gratitude is something that can keep us always happy being grateful for what we have um, helps us to be very very happy happiness is a state of uh, is a state that we can achieve by ourselves it's not something like only happens when we have something and when we uh, it is not like it is partially it is partially depending on our circumstances but it is also about our mind circumstances definitely bring unhappiness to us but if we can look positivity in each and every circumstance circumstances and then uh, can feel grateful about that then it is partially the state of mind also we can be happy so here krishna is telling how krishna is enabling the jeevas to fulfill their own desires and we take credit of those things and we feel that it is because of my talent my intelligence i am able to do all those things but here krishna is the one who trains who directs the jeeva also to make a plan that okay you wanted to go this place so enquire from here get the information from these and do do like this so krishna and if we desire to be a pure devotee of lord we want in krishna has promises in the chapter shloki bhagavad gita the four shlokas 8 to 11 of 10 he says that i give them intelligence i give them intelligence to distinguish between the things right and wrong and help them to progress in their devotional service so krishna does that too but where is the switch the switch is with us what we are desiring is what is very very important using our free will if we are misusing our free will and we are exploiting it and we are engaging it in sense gratification and seeking happiness it won't happen because we are going into the zone of the material life where happiness and distress are like twins they are going to be when we are seeking happiness in the material life then automatically comes one uh, one for one free the distress and uh, dissatisfaction and miseries and all we are unaware of that we are thinking that i can always make happiness in the material life but the nature of the material life is one for one free if you seek happiness in material life you are going to get misery but that is not the case with the spiritual happiness it just grows there is no vaikuntha that means a place where there are no misery that is what it is the spiritual world but we are not seeking that so it is with us what we have to seek and krishna enables that is the take home for me when i was reading these verses and be grateful to krishna for how he is doing and all this analysis of the material nature should help me understand how krishna controls them and then how they are under the control of krishna and how i have to be thankful to all the senses krishna has given me and use them in the service of krishna so i'll conclude here i have covered 9 10 and 11 so tomorrow is it is first 12 uh, anybody wants to add anything comment correct uh, please go ahead हरे कृष्ण माता जी जनक प्रणाम श्रीपात की जय गुरु महाराज की जय वंडरफुल वंडरफुल क्लास माता जी यू नाइसली कवर्ड ऑल थ्री श्लोकास एंड देयर सो मेनी वंडरफुल पॉइंट्स तो जी 
and in my, i think uh, we discussed in the first uh, shloka because uh, because of uh, our mindset we uh, feel like you know, it's mine the family is mine or the country or the place is mine so my understanding is because of your once association with that because he says family is mine but, uh, but one cannot say like somebody's family like somewhere mm-hmm. in a remote place he will not say that family is mine Mm-hmm. because of association they feel like it's mine and the false ego comes so how should be once association that that mine and the possessiveness should will not come in one's mind like so uh, seeing everything in connection with krishna because we are in gruhasthashrama uh, and then we we live in a we live in the uh, material world also we interact with so many people and the more we interact the more we develop association and we bring that back um to us and we and every time when we are interacting um and when we connect them all to krishna most of the times every time we connect to krishna all of them because as i said the family that we have also we gave birth to the ba- uh, bodies let's say but not the souls inside so if we can keep reminding ourselves and connecting them all to krishna like they are also servants parts and parcels of krishna and then i have been given a responsibility of raising uh, this family towards krishna consciousness and we see them beyond their bodies like soul like they are also souls and what i can do best for them so in that way if we are connecting them to krishna that association also becomes spiritualized prabhu says wonderfully in uh, i i can't remember the a uh, particular purport but he always says that um we don't uh, it, i think it's in bhagavad gita only in the second chapter or uh, fourth chapter if i'm not wrong so he says that we don't need to really um, get ourselves detached for everything that is actually what gnana yogis do the people who go on the path of impersonalism they know that all these are causes of bondage bondage the society family job wealth all these things are going to cause us bondage so they try to detach from themselves when they are trying to detach from themselves um, uh, they can't stay it for a longer time and then they fall down uh, drastically so prabhupa says first of all you focus on attaching yourself to krishna when we are attaching ourselves to krishna automatically the detachment comes so whatever we are seeing our family the resources that have the material things we have we connect them all to krishna we engage all of them in krishna make everything spiritual when we engage the material things in the service of krishna it becomes spiritual when it becomes spiritual it is not going to bond us it is not going to cause an obstacle for us um it is it is not going to cause an obstacle for us on the path of our spiritual things but when we remove krishna and when we are doing only material relations there is no krishna not engaging things in the krishna service then it is becomes purely material and material things will not give happiness longer time as they have a one plus one package they are going anything is going to come misery so keeping krishna in center and using all of them in the service of krishna like kids that we have we are raising them and offering that service to krishna 
So Krishna, you have given me a responsibility of raising these beautiful souls. For somehow or other, we made you made us all a family. So I will make sure as a responsible person in the family that um, I am going to instill Krishna conscious values in them, not by force, like trying. And if they don't get it, I somehow or other engage them in Krishna's service or whatever the service I am doing to them, I am going to offer back that service to you. Um, and, uh, I can't imagine, no problem. Thank you, sir. And uh, um, I'm going to offer that back to uh, Krishna. Like that, we spiritualize everything. The earnings that we are earning, the people that we are interacting. So if we are interacting at work, the way we are behaving itself uh, uh, gives them an uh, gives them an idea that you know this person may be something having spiritual in him. So we. We give ourselves as an example and make people connect Krishna through us, then that relation that we are having, that relations that we are interacting also becomes spiritual. So spiritualizing everything is the way to interact in this material world. Engaging everything in the service of the Krishna. Then those material things are no longer material things that are going to bond us. They become spiritual and they help us grow in the service of Krishna. And we don't need to detach ourselves or we don't need to, uh, we don't need to boycott us from anything. Wonderful, wonderful. Very practical uh, uh, solution, Mataji. If one has the spiritual knowledge, one can put on the glasses of Krishna consciousness knowledge or spiritual knowledge, then he can see the things in relation to the Krishna and then the, these, you know, things, me and mine, our false ego will not come in, come in there. Yes, Prabhu, thank you. Thank you. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Even the house that we are, repeatedly saying that this is Krishna's house. The deities that we have, let's say we have a Gornitai deity, Jagannath. This is his house. This is his car. So this is, so, this is such a small thing, but we... As kids, my kids were three or four years old, like we just say like, no, this is Jagannath's car, this is Krishna's car. So when they, when they speak, when they fight with each other, when somebody is not sharing something also, so they used to fight saying that, you know, this is not your thing, this is Krishna's thing, so this belongs to me also. So <laughs> like, it, it just got that feeling in them also, like because we keep saying those things, even at least if we are not realizing, we should be keep saying those things, at least that. We remember Krishna in that way and get a thought that this is Krishna's thing. Krishna has given us and then we are using it and we have to use it in service of Krishna. Wonderful, wonderful. Very nice, Mataji. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Thank you, Anybody else Mat have a question, comment? Go ahead, Prabhuji. Mataji, you give very nectarian class. Uh, every time when you give lectures in Gita class or Bhagavad class. It is my pleasure to join. And I feel so happy with uh, the way you discuss, the way you make things easy. Like today you said that all material things you convert in the spiritual sense. That thought is so good to uh, to see the, uh, to, uh, to go on spiritual path. And I really appreciate your teaching in the morning Bhagavatam class. Hare Krishna Mataji. Thank you so much, Prabhuji. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj and to the devotees here.
anybody else has comments or questions